This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selke, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. This is your host, Dr. Amber Selking, where we are in season nine entitled The Power of a Word. So as you know, if you've been following along to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast over all these last several seasons and years now, um, mindsets are just repeated thoughts, right? Thoughts that we have over and over and over again that we have wired into our mind. And so a mindset is a patterned way of thinking, a protein pattern that changes the form and function of our brain. And that's why we words are so important. And so in this season, we are really exploring different words that we believe if we wire into our mindsets can help drive the high performance that's necessary to be the absolute best of who we are and what we want to accomplish in this world as both people and professionals. So this has been, you know, spun off of um, uh, something that I did when I led Notre Dame Christian Athletes back in the day as an undergrad where, you know, every year we would pick a word of the year, right? So this season we launched season nine with my word of the year which is prioritize and really excited to have guests on throughout this season to hear what's their word of the year or what is a word that is really prevalent in their life right now that they know is critical to driving high performance in everything that they do again as a person and as a professional so today I am so excited to bring to the show my friend my colleague the producer here at Selking Performance Group through his amazing own company of Truthwork Media Michael Yoder Michael welcome Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. It feels good to be here. This is a long time coming, I feel like. It is a long time coming. And you know what? I actually just had this flashback of the very first podcast that I was on was your podcast, 37 podcast. Oh, wow. Was it really? Yeah. How many years ago was that? Well, it had to be at least six. Which is wild, right? Because yeah. the only reason that I now have a podcast is because of you. I yeah. was joking earlier that season nine, listen, ladies and gentlemen, it is a long time to be running a podcast. Nine seasons, um, we're at what, into year four now? Yeah, at and, least. And it started with Michael Yoder. Um, I, we were having a conversation and you were like, you have to start a podcast. Like you have been in it, you are in a space and you are have knowledge mm-hmm. and insights that can positively impact people's lives. Like you need a podcast to get it out to the world. And I was like, no. Do you remember where we were? I want to say O'Rourke's. We were close. We were at the Mark. Oh, right. We were wow. at the Mark Eddy Street Commons and doesn't exist any longer. And we were having a conversation. And that's where I was like, you are going to have a podcast, Amber. And again, I said, no. <laughs> and Michael said, yes. Uh, and here's the thing, right? Like my biggest... You're, you're like, what is the biggest thing that you have to overcome to make you get a podcast? And I was like, I'm not great at technology and I don't know how to do this. And you're like, great, I'm going to do it all. So that's not an excuse. What else What else did you have as an excuse? And I was like, ugh, he got me. 
He got me. I did say that. I do remember saying that. I forgot about that, but I did say that. Yeah, I, I tell that story a lot, right? And so when people ask me, like, how do you start a podcast? What do yeah. you want? Like, I always refer them to Michael. Like, if you're out there and you think you want to start a podcast or you know that the work that you're doing or the insights that you have or the things that are on your heart and mind need to be heard by the world, start a podcast. And um, Michael's company, Truthwork Media, is a great resource to help you get that started. I mean, he is everything from, like, how to set your computer up to what equipment. <laughs> Equipment to buy. I mean, I'm a little bit more maybe remedial than some of your clients, and he's always so gracious to me. Um, but here we are, nine seasons later, and I have the honor and privilege of having yeah. you on as a guest because um, one, you've transformed and impacted my life and have built a lot of powerful mindsets in my own mind. Um, you've helped me, you know, build my brand and my business, but but more so get the important stuff that For that sure. I have out to the world. And so today, I want to hear about what is a word that that is relevant in your life right now, Michael, that has just been, you've been thinking about, um, working through and how that's driven your high performance. So before we get into questions around that, what's, For sure. what's the word? So it is awareness and is self-awareness. That's like a hyphenated, right? So, but the reason I chose awareness is I'm kind of cheating because I have three sub words from that. So it's awareness around creating awareness around learning and awareness around resting. And those three things I set out at the end of 2020 and I wrote these down as I was doing a recap of where I felt like I was doing really well as a business owner, as a husband, as a friend, as a family member and where I was doing really poorly. And I wanted to focus on these three things, but that all came around self-awareness within these categories. I love that. And I love that for two reasons. I'm one going to plug the book, right? So I wrote a book over COVID that's coming out later this fall called Winning the Mental Game, the Playbook for Building Championship Mindsets. And it's built off of the foundational mental performance training program that I built years ago that was actually season one of the mm -hmm. podcast that we launched together. That's where we started together. And building block one of the foundation of all mental performance is awareness, yeah. right? And and that speaks to it. So I would love, first of all, before we dive into those three subcategories of the word awareness for you. I would love to just know, do you have an annual process that, that you go through in terms of like reflection on a year and planning for another? Or what does that look like in your life? It's a great question. So my background is not one of a business owner. It's one in theology. I have my graduate degree in that. And so that process has evolved and changed as I have gotten into more systems as opposed to just a heady approach. And so that process, uh, just last week, I sat down with one of my best friends and we go through goal settings. And it's interesting because through that process, like I pulled up my goals from 2018 and it's almost laughable in a good way of like the things that were super easy to accomplish and the things that are like, there's no way in hell that's going to get done. So that process looks like just fleshing out ideas with someone. And I think that's important as well. And then revisiting those. There's power in writing things down because what your mind and you probably know this on a scientific level more than I do, but your retention level and the actuality of something happening increases more when you write something down and when you revisit it. And so can I, can I nerd out just yeah, for a absolutely. quick minute? Actually, you are 1.4 times more likely to accomplish goals if you write them down. And why is because the, the brain actually sees in pictures. Yeah. And, and so when we write things down, it gives the brain an opportunity to actually visualize that manifesting into reality, which then sort of just, it, it catalyzes the goal pursuit process, if you will. And so where we're sitting right now is literally 
a creation of me writing down goals. We're sitting in a new studio that's in downtown South Bend in a co-working space. And I wrote a year and a half ago, I want to be part of a co-working space in downtown South Bend. And that led me to putting out feelers for a space. Where can we do this? Where can we make this happen? How can I partner with people? And if I would never have written that down, this wouldn't be happening. And so we just put up conference room, a couple call centers, and we're opening in like two weeks. And we're, we're sitting in a fully functioning podcast studio, all because I wrote a stinking goal down. And I think the importance of goals, and this is so cliche because it's said a lot, but it's literally the process of becoming those things is more important to me than the actual obtaining of the goal. Because, and this, this comes a lot with self-awareness, like we aren't our jobs, we aren't our occupations, but what we do become is our habits, we do become our processes, we do become the people we surround ourselves with. And so the process of writing down goals that stretch you and make you into a better person that ultimately forms who you are as a human. I don't know. I think goal setting is important for the actual obtaining of the goals, but at the end of the day, it's not like my my bottom dollar. I, I wrote a money goal down for 2021. At the end of the day, I don't necessarily care if I hit that, but I know that I have to have processes and I have to become a certain person if I want to become be even close to hitting that. So it's it's kind of that mentality that has propelled me, I think. And I absolutely love that. It makes me think of my freshman year at Notre Dame on the soccer team. You know, our, our coach made this comment. He was like, listen, you know, because our goal was to win a national championship, right? And then he said, and listen, ladies, if you want to win a national championship, then you have to be yeah. a national champion in everything you do every single day. And so we actually went undefeated that that year and then lost in the national championship game. And so I've said a lot, you know, in the process of that journey, we didn't get to hold the trophy but guess what? We became national sure. champions. We learned the discipline, the sacrifice, the consistency that it takes to accomplish something of that magnitude. And so that's what I'm hearing you say right now. You yeah, know? absolutely. So I look at this space, just a prime example of this co-working space and people are like, well, I hope you know you can generate some revenue. And I do too. Ultimately, that's the end goal, right? But it's been the process of creating this. I've already had tours with three to four different people, different movers, shakers in South Bend that I'm brushing shoulders with now of business owners, of entrepreneurs, of people that are movers and shakers in the area. And so whether this is a success from a financial standpoint, this is going to be a success from a personal standpoint because of who me and Jeff and Lindsay and Melissa, like the building blocks of this place, who we're becoming as people. And so I'm curious, did you have a lot of people? Because when I heard you say like, oh, I hope you can generate a lot of yeah. money. I also heard like, good luck. That sort of sounds like a dumb idea. Do you really know what you're doing? Yeah. Blah, blah. Did you have some pushback on this um, idea? That you so had? just to be very clear, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, let's be honest. Anybody that's really cre listen, here's here's actually if you're listening right now, like a lot of people that have accomplished a lot of greatness yeah. in this world, there's no there's no template oftentimes for things that are uncreated yeah. in the past. And so to know exactly what we're doing, I mean, we don't, but we believe in a dream inside and are yeah. courageous enough to take steps Absolutely. for the fulfillment of it. So you're not alone, brother. Yeah, we're, yeah. All, we're all out there when we're dancing on the edge I, of impossibility. I love TikTok and one of the it's a shout out to TikTok. And yes, I'm way too old to be on TikTok. I don't care. It's awesome. But one of the uh, TikToks that I love recently is the thing that I found out when I grew up was literally nobody knows what they're doing. And I don't believe that in some instances, but like it's just the idea that we're all kind of in this 
this journey of life together, doing the best we can and figuring out as we go along. And so do I have a business plan for this? Absolutely. And is it set up to make money? Absolutely. Is it going to work? I have no idea because I've never done it before. And and so I, back to the original question then on that is, did you have some pushback from people on like even jumping out into this creation? To be honest, not really because I've done this enough now where I think it's become kind of expected. Cool. Um, I th- when I first quit my job to start a business, yeah. But like this is, I think now my fourth business venture. I have, I think five LLCs. Yeah, so like- Awesome. Now it's just par for course, I think. Well, to, to that point then, the first one when you quit your job, right? I remember that. Yeah. I was with you in that journey. And I can imagine a lot of questions and pushback. But but to your point of like, who do we become in the process? Yeah. You're like, now you're the person that creates new ventures, yeah. right? Absolutely. And people look to you as that and are like, oh yeah, I mean, that's random and weird and uh, I don't know how it's going to work, but oh, Michael can do that. Yeah, and or I will try. <laughs> so, totally. And, and to your point, learn a lot along the way, which will get you to the next step of whatever yeah. your journey is going to lead you on, right? Which is yeah. awesome. So- Okay, cool. So awareness. I, I clearly love that word and, and have a strong affinity for it. Sounds like that goal planning process that you go through has oh, led you to that. Yep. Talk us through each of the three subcomponents yeah. of awareness for you and, and what they mean and why they're important. The first one is uh, awareness of creative and awareness of creativity and creating in general. As humans, we were born to create. That's mm-hmm. healthy things create. And I realized in 2020 as I was working on my business and me as a person, I wasn't doing things that brought me life a lot of times, which is creating. I am a creative person. And so I had to intentionally sit down and figure out, I need to create systems that allow me to be in the creative role, not a processy role within my own company and figure that out because I'm slowly dying inside because I have to send out invoices. That's just not how I was created to be. I need to be creating things. And so 2021, my goal is I want to be self-aware with what is making me create things and bringing me energy in life and what things are not. And then figuring out a system and a process to either delegate or remove those and then focus on things. Because I I think we're at our best, right? When we can do things that bring us life. And for me, that's being creative. Um, This, again, I hate to keep mentioning this, but this gives me life being in this space. Even though it's bringing zero money in right now, it's literally giving me life every time I walk in here because I just look at endless possibility. I remember I walked in here, I think six months ago, and there was nothing in here. And I was just beaming ear to ear because I was like, this is going to be freaking awesome. And the person I was with was like, yeah, I think it looks okay. And I was like, <laughs> you don't get it. Like, it's going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. And I think that, you know, to that point right there, being aware of the gifts that we have, yeah. right? I mean, you have a gift to see, right? Maybe what other people can't see and then a gift to create around that. And I think sometimes people so often aren't even aware of their own giftings because Mm. it comes so naturally. But that's a great example of you walked in and saw the possibility and they walked in and was like, man, it's dirty. Like some of those windows are broken. looks like there's a hole in the floor, you know? And you're like, well, yeah, but we can patch that and we can clean this and imagine a wall here and some sliding doors and hanging electrical outlets and plants. (laughs) And I mean, I'm looking out at the space right now coming up with these things. And so like, I just want to encourage you too, as we talk about this element of awareness, I want you to start thinking in your own world, man, maybe what are some of the just elements of my own life that are a natural gifting that I mm. might not be aware or an actual gift and, yeah. and try to try to find those. So the, the second one goes kind of with this hand in hand, it's learning. And 
through 2020, I think a lot of small business owners and a lot of businesses in general, not even just small, had to learn how to create in different ways. And we did that um, and you did that. So one of the ways we took a big shift in 2020 with my company was the implementing a video element because we kept our head to the ground. I'm not going to lie. I freaked out like in the midst of COVID. I was like, how the hell is this going to shake out? Like, are we going to have a business? Are we not? Is the world ending? Is it not? What's going on? And we were just able to say, hey, everyone's shifting to online. Everyone's shifting the digital. If we don't mirror this and match this, we're missing out on a giant opportunity. So we learned really quickly how to shift into the video culture world. And so not only do I want to learn to continue to be creative, but I also want to continue to learn to learn and read the room around me and read the environment and the marketplace around me. That's all to do with self-awareness. And that's by surrounding yourself with people that are doing it better. And so literally all I do is I look at who is doing this really well. Who are some of the companies, the industries, the people that are just absolutely blowing it out of the water? Why are they doing it this way? How can I learn from them? What can I beg, borrow, and steal from them? There's nothing new under the sun, literally nothing. So how are people doing this the way I want to? They're out there somewhere. How do I emulate what they're doing? And then how do you make it your own? How do you put your own twist on it? So that's that's another thing. I want to be self-aware enough to learn and know what I don't know and figure out how to learn it. I love that. And again, because I want to link this to performance for people, yeah. right? Because that's that's my mode. So, you know, Harvard Business Review put out an article um, It looked at companies, you know, through moments and whether they chose to pivot or pause in the midst of a crisis or a shift. And so what I hear you saying is why being aware of learning, right? And, and learning and continued growth is so important is because when we are, it allows us to pivot quickly yeah. and therefore continue to strive to find new layers of our performance excellence, to find new opportunities of how we can perform, to allow us to even stay in business yep. and keep performing, right? And so your your humility in general and your desire to learn and willingness to do so allowed not only your company to pivot, but allowed my company to pivot. Yep. It allowed other companies around the country who were looking at, well, all I did was in-person stuff. Yeah. What do I do now? And you helped them pivot. And so just the ripple effect of that awareness level of you uh, for your yourself, I think is just tremendous to see. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, that's probably the, the biggest thing that I've, one of the biggest things being in business is just learning to be okay with what you don't know and then surrounding yourself with people that can do it better than you. That's, that's how I've grown a successful business is the people that work with truth work media the, I do almost nothing better than the people on my staff because they are teaching me constantly about graphic design, about video, about podcast editing. I'm literally learning from the people around me. And so just surrounding myself and just having the ability to say, you guys know what's best. Show me the way. That's so awesome. All right. And your last piece of awareness, what is it? Yeah, it's rest. And I think there's periods in time that rest is not necessarily always an option. 2020 for me was that like I we busted ass in 2020 and because I was scared truthfully I was scared I was like I have worked really hard over the last three four years five years I don't want it to end and so like it was nonstop. I woke um, I woke up a year later and I looked at Lindsay and I was like we have gone an entire year without taking a break that's not good and so I want to be self-aware about how I'm resting and how I'm resting well. I've stopped returning texts on the weekends. Sorry if that's affected you. <laughs> when I send the fifth one, he yeah. reminds me that he's either on vacation. I was like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, but I've stopped feeling the need to be all things to all people at all times and really learning 
how to just be content with resting super well. When I was first starting my business, I gave people full access to me. I think that was great. It was a great way to start things. But now that things are built and it's stable, it's peeling back a little bit. And I know that looks different for clients that have been along the journey the whole time and communicating that with them if it needs to be communicated. But just setting expectations from the get-go with new clients of, hey, you'll have access to us from nine to five. But outside of that, like I want to take care of my people and I want them to be rested because they're at their best when they're rested and not stressed and not working all the weekends and all the time uh, because we weren't born to do that. We were born to work, absolutely, but we were also born to rest and that's where creativeness happens too, which is that's why this all links together because when I'm resting, I am creative. When I am bored, I am creative. We, when we, so we finally took a vacation and I'm chilling on the beach in Miami because we weren't clubbing. Everyone clubs there. And I'm like, why is everyone clubbing? First of all, what? Anyways, you um, look like a clubber. I am. I definitely look like he I'm in does my, not look like a club. I'm in my car heart, all neutrals. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm, it took me like two to three days to fully decompress and I'm sitting there and I'm finally bored which is great because I'm not, I don't allow myself to be bored. I feel like that no one does anymore. We always have a stupid cell phone in front of us. And I was finally able to sit there and dream and be fully present. And when you rest, you're allowed to be fully present. And I don't feel like we give ourselves that opportunity near enough. I'll say this. I do not give myself that opportunity near enough. I don't want to speak for anyone else, but I am bad at that. Really, really, really bad at that. And so that's, that is being self-aware enough, hopefully, that in 2021, I'm going to work less because I didn't start my own business to work all the time. I, re- I really didn't. I didn't start my business to make a ton of money. I started my business so I can live the life and lifestyle that I want to live. And that involves resting. Yeah, you know, I think too, as we think about a high performance journey, I mean, the the reality of it is success, quote unquote, like if you want to build a business or if you want to become an Olympic athlete or get a, get a, I mean, all of those things, guess what, take work and they take a lot of it and they, yeah. it takes consistency towards that work over time. But one of the things I think that we forget as high performers, and particularly in our society, is that recovery is part of the performance process. For sure. And so I think that, you know, sometimes when I hear, <laughs> I love you, Michael. Um, But like when I hear people like Michael talk about rest like that, my reaction is like, bro, if you want to be successful, like you got to work up, you got to turn up. But, but when I, yeah, (laughs) he's been, I've been one of his first clients for better, for worse. He's had to deal with me over the years and this is how I operate. Right. Like I remember one time, this is a side note story, but Aaron and I were out to dinner and I ran into one of the, a a coach and I started talking about winning a national championship and they had just finished their season, you know? Yeah. And he looked at Aaron and he was like, does she always talk about when she wake up talking about winning a national championship? And he looked at him, he goes every day, every day. So, you know, God bless you on that note. But I I think where, where I have to check myself in that and what I actually firmly believe and what I coach my athletes on is that recovery is part of the performance process. And, and to think that they're separate 
at least for people like me, is is hard to wrap my head around. But when I understand that, like your performance is being creative, is coming up with new ideas, is helping your clients innovate. And so therefore, if that happens in the recovery process, yeah. right, then, then that needs to happen so that you can continue to deliver high performance. And I think that that is a really important mindset shift that high performers particularly need to understand and wrap our heads around. Because I, like you, got to the end of 2020 and like had zero margin. Everything yeah. had gotten canceled. So what did I do? I yeah. filled it with more yeah, work. Absolutely. Right. And, um, and we were able to get away as well. And, um, really think about how do I, that's why my word is prioritize, right? For that exact reason is so that I can prioritize the things that actually lead to the vision that we're trying to create in terms of Aaron and I and who we're becoming mm-hmm. as people and who our marriage is becoming. And, and then, you know, the things that we serve of, you know, sulking international trucks and sulking performance group and Lippert and, and Notre Dame football, yeah. you know? And so it's like that recovery is part of the performance process. And I think that's an important mindset shift for us to have. And I think we're starting to see the industry shift there as well. So I look at, I keep my ear close to whatever Gary Vandercheck says. Um, he was really like, bang, 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 go get him, go get him. And like, he started to pull back away from that a little bit. Um, and you look at the top performing athletes in the world right now, still 20 years later, LeBron James and Tom Brady. And you want to know what they have in common? How much they rest and take care of themselves. Like it is unbelievable how much they take care of themselves because they, in order to function at that high of a level, I'm talking the greatest of the greatest of the greatest and then maintain that for the, you have to take care of yourself or else you're, you're going to crash and burn. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really, really great analogy. I love that. So Michael, you know, to wrap us up here, I would love like every time we end our episodes, right. With, with some championship mindset training. So something that, something that our listeners can do to throughout the course of this week to practice building awareness, right. To find the power in the word awareness in their own lives. What would be the championship mindset training that you would give our listeners around this word and cultivating it into their hearts, into their minds, into their lives. Yeah, this is uh, something that I did probably five years ago and super challenging and not easy to do, which I believe in your listeners and they can do this is send out a self-awareness email, send out a self-awareness email to 10 to 15 people and say, Hey, I'm trying to work on being aware of who I am and who I'm not. And can you speak into my life on maybe two to the three things that you think I can work on wow. and say, I'm not going to respond to this in a negative way. This is a safe space, but I want to become a better person. Send it out. See what they say. And then have the awareness to do something about it. A lot. Wow. That's powerful. I just had like a flash. I'm going to do that. So thanks. Thanks for the challenge there. And, you know, I think that in, in the business world, right, we would call that a 360 assessment um, <laughs> where, where, you know, you get feedback from your leader, your peers and your direct reports and really get a holistic look at how you're doing and where you're at and where what, what you can celebrate because you're great at maybe those giftings, right, that you might be unaware of, but then also areas of opportunity for growth. And I, I think that, you know, I love that just in our own personal lives of a self-awareness email to people that know you and care about you and, and can speak into your life in a positive way and then to have the humility to grow from that right I love it be looking for an email great, Michael. great. I just gave myself more work to do <laughs> see what I did there <laughs> 
<laughs> you should be used to it after all these yeah. years. I love it. Um, but again, would, would love to hear what you learn and find out, right? Because here at the Selking Performance Group, we're all about helping individuals, teams, and organizations really understand and leverage the power of mindset and leadership to unleash that performance excellence. And if in that feedback, you get some things that surprised you and you, we didn't even tag team this, but it's a perfect yeah. tee up that if, listen, if you get some feedback that you're really not sure what to do with or where to grow from, we have a team of amazing performance coaches who could help you along in that journey. And if, if you'd like someone to come alongside of you in those conversations and exploring what that means and what the implications could be in your life from a high performance standpoint, right? Whether that high performance looks like at home or in work or in sport, you know, we'd love to love to talk more with you about that. So reach out to us. You can, you can reach out to me directly, Dr. Selking at selkingperformance.com and check us out on our website, um, www.selkingperformance.com. And then follow us on all the social media platforms. Let us know what you're learning about yourself. Let us know how you're weaving awareness and self-awareness into your own life. We're on Twitter at Champ Mindsets, on Instagram at Selking Performance, and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. And uh, we would love, love to hear from you. And then, uh, Michael, any final thoughts or shout outs on TruthWork Media? How do they find you if they're, if they heard like, man, that podcast thing, like, or I've got a question on media or whatever it might be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just go to the website, truthworkmedia.com. Put a link in the show notes. I know the guy that will put those up, so I'll make sure they're in there. And uh, yeah, just send me send me a contact form submission. We'll respond typically within 12 hours. And I would love to have a Zoom call with anyone. Kind of to make this thing full circle, I started my business to help people share story and to help people elevate who they are and what they believe in and give voices to people that might not have some and then help others elevate voices of others. And so if nothing else, I would enjoy just getting to know you. That sounds cheesy and hearing where you are and what you're about and what your story is. And I sit on Zoom calls way too much, but I absolutely love them. That's awesome. Well, Michael, thank you for being with me today, but more so thank you for being with me over the last, you know, five years of this journey, your friendship to my husband years before, you know, I even knew him. So it's, it's amazing how people, how God brings people into your life that, you know, allows you to not just be friends, but really create something special in this world. And it's been an honor and privilege to be on this journey with you. And thank you because this show is a testament to your vision and creativity. And we, on behalf of all of Building Championship Mindsets (laughs) listeners, and myself just want to give you a sincere thank you thanks for having me this has been a lot of fun awesome well you've been listening to building championship mindsets the podcast this is your host dr amber selking and from the locker room to the boardroom i just want to challenge you to continue building your championship mindset